Welcome to Season 2 of Creepypasta Myths. I'm your host, Andrew. I hope you enjoy tonight's creepy reading. Let's begin. It Wasn't a Reindeer, written by Michael Page. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Christ, I muttered to myself. As the first flakes of snow started to fall, they gathered in a fuzzy clump over the windshield before my wipers cleared them away. I'd been waiting for 15, no, 20 minutes now, in my sister's driveway. Had I chosen to wait inside with her, I would have been dead by now, thanks to her two gray cats. Cute little devils, but murder to my sinuses. Puffy eyes and clogged up throat, that's just what I needed. Every Christmas, our family made the annual trip to my grandparents' cabin, tucked away in the woods of Hope, Alaska, and I'd hoped to beat the heavy snowfall that was forecasted. Since my sister's license was suspended from a DUI, here I was, a hostage to time, with my finger tapping anxiously on the steering wheel. When my mother asked me to be the one to grab my sister, I had honestly dreaded it from the start. It wasn't that we hated one another. We just weren't as close anymore. After decades of constant arguments and bitter disagreements, we became distant, and our relationship fizzled. Yes, we are siblings, but it felt more accurate to call us the residue of what siblings once were. Finally, like the gates of Valhalla, her front door opened, and out she came. Her hair was frost green. The last time I'd seen her, it had been white. The time before that, it was Violet. Got everything? I asked as she clambered her way into the passenger seat. Mm-hmm. She responded as she adjusted her glasses and stuffed a few bags in the back seat. And just like that, we were off. Hope was about a 30-minute drive, and it didn't take long for the awkward silence to inflate both of us. It didn't help that the radio didn't work at all in my car, and that the broken auxiliary port made your music sound like it was having a seizure. By the time we reached the turnoff point of Hope Highway, the road was turning into a thick white sheet. Thankfully, on Christmas Eve night, the long stretch to Hope's small community was quick and vacant. The cabin was tucked away in a forest of trees five miles off the main road. As I made the turn, my sister cracked the window, pulled out a blunt, and lit it with her lighter. Wanna hit? she asked. Snow crunched beneath us. Not while I'm driving. It's a straight path. We're practically there already. She took a drag and blew it out of the window. I want to just focus on this, alright? She huffed and pushed her glasses. If you're that worried, maybe slow down a bit then. There was the jab. A piece of bait to lure me into a fight. But I wasn't going to bite, not this time. She could live with us getting there faster. The drive was almost over, and soon I'd be in a warm living room with my feet up. A spiked eggnog in my hand and Bobby Helm's jingle bell rock in the air. I could already hear Uncle Jed 
spouting on about one of his crude jokes. Why does Santa Claus have such a big dude? My sister shrieked, jabbing a finger in my side and whipping my mind back into the windshield. The car had just finished winding around the thick trail. The large body of a reindeer stood in our path, eyes wide open and blank. It didn't move as the high beams found it, snapped into a panic. I twisted the wheel in a desperate swerve. The car veered greasily into the side of a fine spray of slosh. The reindeer, also known as a caribou, remained still, even as the bumpers soared inches from its nose. We came into a crunching halt off the main path. Jesus, I sighed, blessed with relief. Did we hit it? No, my sister said, leaning onto the window to check, while exhaling another plume of smoke. I wound the steering wheel back around and pressed on the gas. The wheels shrilled in place, kicking up globs of sleet, but not moving an inch. Perfect, I moaned and unfolded myself from the seat to check it out. The two front tires have caked in black slush and practically swallowed in a mound of snow. I kicked at it, trying to clear off the icy debris from the treads beneath the wheel well. When that tired me out, I resorted to... At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI. It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Scraping it off with my fingers. Screw off, Prancer. I heard my sister call toward the dark silhouette of the reindeer. Its antlers like gnarled fingers reaching for the treetops. Then she made a sort of startled yipe followed by a, what the hell? I looked up from the scrim of snow. The reindeer was now standing tall on both of its hind legs. It looked strange, like a silly caricature you'd see in a kid's book. But out here, in the silence of the woods, it was a creepy image. The way its vague shape stood on just two legs held an almost human-like balance. For whatever reason, I realized then it didn't have a tail. Its muscular neck craned to the side and let out an unbearable scream. A miserable squeal of metal grinding against metal. My legs were like ice sculptures, cementing me to the spot as the shriek quieted to a succession of wet grunts. The reindeer dropped down to its original posture and stomped heavily. Puffs of white, vapor, and strings of snot vented from its nostrils. It was no hunter, but it didn't take a lot to tell when a pissed off animal was about to charge. I leaped for the driver's seat, pulled the door open, and slammed it shut just as the muffled thud of hooves reached me. Antler scraped the door as its large body practically flew over the patch I had just been standing in. Fast. Very fast. My sister screamed as the large bulk of its fame wound back around and charged again, this time shattering the headlights and submerging us in darkness. Let's go already, my sister hollered in my ear. I'm trying, I hissed. The wheels continued to spin helplessly. We were trapped. 
The creature charged again, this time nailing the window. A cobweb of cracks bloomed near my sister's head. I searched for anything, literally anything, that I could use as a weapon. I was never really a good gun enthusiast, but at that moment, I'd have shaved my head and joined the secular monks if it meant having a Glock in my hand right then and there. After rattling the car once more, the reindeer finally appeared to lose interest and disappeared amidst the cluster of trees. Granted some time to breathe and think, we phoned our dad and told him about the situation. He was going to come down in his pickup and get us unstuck and out of this mess. I looked over at my sister, who was taking long and steady breaths between her fingers. Are you alright? I asked. What do you think? She grumbled. I told you to slow down. Another jab, and this time I wasn't going to have it. You want to be so useful? I yelled. Get out there and push, no? Then shut the hell up. I don't need it right now. She said nothing else, and neither did I. Returning once again to the pocket of silence that our relationship succumbed to. The sooner Dad's headlights peeked in the distance, the better. Suddenly she rolled the window down. What are you doing? I asked. Shh! She pursed her lips. Just listen. Humoring her, I waited. And sure enough, the sound reached me too. The quiet voice of a little girl, coming from the outside. Somebody. It whimpered. My sister unlocked the door and motioned to open it. I grabbed her wrist. What are you doing? She snapped. There's someone out there. Just wait a second. It's weird, isn't it? The voice continued to whine, choking between sobs and pleading for someone, anyone, to help her. I didn't like the way it sounded. The same lasting drawl between words, the same weeping sounds, like someone was hitting repeat on a speaker. Something wasn't right, and my instincts were hosting red flags left and right. Then my sister looked at me, and her expression wrapped into shock. She flung back, pinning both shoulders against the interior. Things that sounded like words bubbled up, but didn't quite make it out of her throat. I turned and saw what was looking at me. It had the face of a man, surrounded by the molted fur of a caribou's body. The skin was a mummified brown color, wound tightly around its long skull like old crinkled leather. Snowflakes landed upon its wide, expressionless eyes and melted into dark membranes of its pupils. It circled the car, bobbing its antlers and fogging up the window as it peered inside. My heart shook the walls of my throat. I locked eyes with my sister, unable to say anything behind the sheer disbelief. I should have grabbed my phone, snapped a photo, recorded a video, anything. But my thoughts were jangled. It then let out the same horrible scream. But I didn't see its tight, contorted lips open. The sound was coming from its neck. Small, fleshly orifices, flapping open like mouths, were converting the high-pitched shrill into the mimic cry 
of a little girl. Headlights glazed the area. My father's pickup came into view, paving its way down the path. The reindeer, or whatever the hell it was, ran off, vanishing once again into the snow-covered thicket. Nobody believed us. Why would they? If anybody had told me that story, I would have assumed that they were hopped up on some crazy, psychedelic something. But the reality of that, in which what I saw was cold, and it's something I still, to this day, can't fully swallow. Instead of sleeping that night, my sister and I did some research that led us to the myth of skinwalkers, beings of some sort capable of mimicking voices and disguising themselves as animals to lure people into the woods. After reading other accounts, there wasn't a doubt in my mind that that's what we witnessed out here. Every so often that night, I'd stare out at the window and eye the yard, wondering if I'd see that leathery face watching from the tree line. Neither I nor my sister ever made that trip again, much to the frustration of my family. But there was a silver lining. She and I have never been closer. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Thank you for joining me on this week's episode. If you haven't already, please subscribe to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you like to listen to. If you haven't done so yet, please do a review. It helps me out. Everything that I use is in the description below. Thank you again for listening to Creepypasta Myths. I'll see you guys next week with a brand new episode.